Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, Worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome, Browns backers. It's Chuck Campisi here with Tony Dick on Believe in the Browns. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also find us at Browns Believe. That's at Browns B L E A V, or at Believe Podcast. That's at B L E A V Podcasts. Tony, you know it's my favorite time of the season. It is football season and it's about to start as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action across this season get all updated odds props and contests including online's biggest half million dollar nfl mega contest the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar nfl survivor contest which is open now at bet online we all play those survivor contests so now why not win two hundred thousand dollars while you're doing it yeah. head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your hundred percent welcome bonus tony better than their normal fifty percent welcome bonus Take advantage of the opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. So use your promo code NFL100. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Tony, not a ton going on obviously the Browns did have a couple preseason games since the last time we talked and all those type of things Baker actually played yeah. uh so you know looks okay I mean nothing spectacular uh from that standpoint you know a lot of guys <laughs> sitting that game as well not a ton to talk about on that side of things but you do have the 53-man roster is official for now so what are your thoughts on the official Brown's 53-man roster. Well, I, I think the most exciting thing for me is the fact that, um, you know, for the first time in a long time, I feel like we made cuts, and some of those cuts were people that could start on a roster. Um, you, you know, in the past, we've cut people, and, and you know, 
we got rid of them because they didn't have any talent, but they didn't have, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're actually getting rid of people with talent. Um, you know, one, you know, we'll talk about a little bit is uh, Cadero. I, I mean, I think, you know, he's somebody who in the past would have been penciled in as a starter, uh, you, you know, yeah. and um, to have to have a team with depth that is um, extensive enough that we, you know, we're afforded the ability to get rid of talent when we make cuts is, I think that's pretty awesome. So that, I look at who we've got. I mean, when you look position by position, we've got a pretty solid team on paper. Now, as long as that team on paper, um, you know, can, can get things done, on the field, then I think we're going to be fine. But I think right now I'm just super happy as I look through the roster. Uh, we're pretty solid. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, now we've got to get it done. So uh, kudos to Andrew Barry for putting together, you know, a, an amazing roster in the last couple of years here. And, and, you know, kudos to them for having 53 that are pretty solid. I mean, is there is there room for improvement in some areas? Yeah, probably. But as, as of right now, uh, at least we're solid. I can't say there's an area that we're looking at where we're like, oof, that's glaring. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, and I, I think Port Augustine was probably the guy that I was most surprised did not make the active roster. But I think as you think about it, with the way the practice squad has changed due to both uh, the collective bargaining agreement and due to COVID, you know, when we were working in the league, it was a five man practice squad, yeah. right? It's a 16-man practice squad starting Wednesday. So starting today, you'll have a 16-man practice squad. You're going to be able to bring a lot of those guys back that you cut that you thought you might have wanted. So Kaderil Hodge, you know, might be on the practice squad. Port Augustine probably going to be on the practice squad. Unless another team picks him off, you're going to be able to bring a lot of those guys back. Additionally, I think the fact that all of the Browns draft picks – made the roster uh is is pretty impressive and, and people might say well you know draft picks gonna make the roster the the first three rounds yes if 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 your first second i don't know i actually never heard of a first or second round pick not making the roster teams are loath to cut a third round pick but it has happened in the past but fourth through seventh right there regularly those guys do not make the roster so to see all of those guys make the roster i think is is pretty nice for the browns you could have put a guy or two on a practice squad, but seeing them make the opening 53-man roster, I think speaks to you know the way people are evaluating the talent and yeah. who they're picking uh, for those game days. Yeah, no, I mean, um, like I said, you know, in the past we've obviously, uh, I don't say we've intentionally looked to, to pit Nick pick or, or scrutinize, but I mean, you know, in the last couple of years, there's been glaring things that we could complain about. I. I think that's my one takeaway of this um, preseason is that other than my only complaint, if I already have a complaint, I really thought Baker should have on the field a little bit more. But, hey, I, I mean, week one will prove me right or wrong on that. Um, uh, but otherwise, I think everything went pretty smooth. I mean, uh, we, we got through the preseason without a, any major, major injuries. Uh, and we put together, we, you know, we came out with a with a de- decent 53-man roster. That's that is the goal of the preseason, you know, get in your work, come out with a great roster, and um, you know, I, we'll see what happens. Right, we got two weeks. Yeah, Let's see what happens. And as we talked about before, former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. He's been taking a product he owes the credit to, Balance Seven. Balance Seven is a pH balancing 
alkaline supplement drink. Tony, I know you've been taking Alkaline 7. You've been feeling better since you started doing it. Still working for you? I, I feel like a million bucks. Um, it, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it seems like it's such a simple thing. I, I just can't believe that I wasn't doing it a long time ago. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, maybe it didn't exist. So no, now no. that it exists and we're aware of it, yeah. you can see how Balance 7 has helped. Again, Lamar Odom looked pretty good in his celebrity boxing match with Aaron Carter. So if you're interested, head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V for free shipping. Balance7.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V for free shipping. We did it. It worked. It worked for Lamar. It can work for you, too. Tony, as the Browns kind of move into the next phase of the season, right? So you're in that nebulous post-last preseason game still have a significant amount of time before the first regular season game as you know the Browns uh, are not taking the field again until September 12th so you have almost two full weeks off between the last preseason game well you do have two full weeks off between the last preseason game and and week one what are your thoughts what are you think are the is the best way for the team to try to get ready for this season as you know playoff contenders well i i think the the biggest thing i would do and this is going to sound goofy because i you know i was talking about uh you know the, the guys not getting enough working in the preseason I, I i would try to treat this week as i would a normal bye week um just go just go ahead give the guys some time to rest up you know you got some people that uh, you know like i said we avoided some major you know major injuries but anybody with nicks you know those types of things a little bit of soreness, let's get that all taken care of um, finalize all the stuff with your family, and then let's get super focused for Kansas City. Now, the reason I wouldn't start preparing for Kansas City right now is I find in the past, you, you have teams that don't give on that bye week. You'll have teams that don't give players breaks. And if you've got a game that – this game's a big game. Like, ever since the <laughs> schedule's come out, like, this game has been a big game. But you don't uh, – you know, as a, as a second-year coach with a, a lot of young guys on the team – you don't want to make this thing bigger than it is. It's one of 17. You have to look at it as one of 17. Now, is it going to be awesome if we can come out of the, the gate and win this one? Yes, but you don't want to, you can't allow this thing to get built up to the point where it becomes a make or break. <coughs> um, because we just historically have not come out of the gate well, and, and we can't allow that to determine the rest of our season. Um, you know, I, th I think last year we. we we saw a turnaround on that. Last year was the one year we got blown out out of the gate, but we were able to turn around. Obviously, make the playoffs. You know, we weren't allow we weren't allowing that game to kind of be the thing that sank us for the rest of the year. So I'm assuming I don't know based on how we approached things last year, that would be the approach this year. It's one of seventeen. It's Kansas City, sure, but it's one of seventeen. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. I think especially with Labor Day coming up, you give the guys the extended weekend. You allow them to relax, and then you start hitting it, you know, on Tuesday or Wednesday of, of next week and, and get the preparations running and, and move into that season. But I, I would agree. I think it, you have to frame it as I understand that to the fans, certain games are bigger than other games. But to a team, to a head coach, they're not no. because – if you win 15 games, you win 15 games. It doesn't matter which 15 you win or which 10 you win or which 8 you win. You win that many games, right? Because there's always the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, but 
those don't matter. Yeah. And, and so you have to play it that way. While we would like to think certain games matter more to players, uh, winning is what matters. Which teams they do it against doesn't really matter until obviously you get to the playoffs and then you just got to beat who's ever in front of you yeah. um, to try to go all the way. But I would agree it, it'll be interesting. It, it, it'll be interesting. But, Tony, <coughs> exciting news. Our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge, which is open to everyone, Tony. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. So Believe Football Pick'em at PlayActionPools.com. And then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between the NFL and college football selection. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses hmm. and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as cool sportsbook-style concepts. Build your own bankroll pools. Whatever you want, you can do it. But join our pool, Believe Football Pick'em. And you can win free stuff. Yeah. Hey, man. DC shoes. Hey, I'll take them. Nice. I'm in. I'm already in the contest. It used to be uh, used to be my skateboarding shoe of choice. Oh. You know, uh, back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. All right. They grip your deck like no other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So looking at this roster, Tony, I know we talked a little bit about how we see it breaking down. We do need a little bit more depth uh, at defensive end, right? We have Garrett, McKinley, and Clowney right now as the only guys. Although, the way Malik McDowell kind of played yep. during the preseason, he looks like a guy who maybe could, you know, rotate spots from time to time. Uh, he was making some significant plays uh, in terms of, you know, just tackles, tackles for losses, sacks, quarterback hits. Uh, he liked luck. He looked like a man possessed during the preseason, Tony. And coming back from that ATV accident, what do you think of the story of McDowell? You know, I I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on Kareem Hunt. I know he was in town the other day uh, at his high school game on the sideline, um, his old high school's game uh, on the sideline here. And uh, people were just talking about how awesome he was working with the kids, and he's just a great guy. And I got to admit, like, I, you know, I'm willing to admit when I'm I'm wrong or, or willing to admit when, when maybe I uh, – I don't want to even say wrong because I, I feel like I was right in why I felt the way I felt. But um, when we took the flyer on Kareem Hunt, I was like, man, I just don't know. This team's too young to bring in somebody with character issues like this. Um, I don't know if that's a good move. And, and obviously, in hindsight, um, I was wrong on that. It's panned out. And I, I think McDowell's the same way. I mean, when you look at him, sure, the ATV accident, not good. But, I mean, the fact that after that accident, he was arrested three times um, that, you know, were alcohol-related arrests, um, you, you know, sentenced to jail for 11 months, uh, three years probation. You, you know, I, typically those are things that would end a career. And, and, and it would end – the possibilities of a team looking at you. So for Andrew Barry to recognize that there was still talent there and recognize that, hey, uh, here's someone who's made mistakes, they've atoned for those mistakes, and that they are on the right path, 
and then to take a flyer on him and have him perform, you know, the way he performed here in the preseason, I think it's just one of those great, you know, it's a great story. I think that's the one thing I keep telling everybody. You know, if, if you're writing stories for the Browns, uh, get ready because when this team um, gets to where we think they're going to go, there's going to be a lot of great stories that are going to be told uh, about, you know, the, the folks that are in the room. Uh, when it happens so and like I said this is one of the ones that's kind of the top of the list he's he's played exceptionally well um, he is versatile can play multiple positions and um, I think he's going to be a big contributor this year on our defense so all right I got gotcha. you um, now what do you think about Grant Delpit making the 53 man roster <sighs> You know, you know. Here we are, just moments after I talk about our depth. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, but it's all depth on paper, right? It, it's going to be. It, you're going to have to stay healthy, and he's somebody. I mean, I think rightfully so. Any fans got to be a little nervous about him. I, I mean, I don't know if he can stay healthy um, for a whole entire season. I don't know if he's somebody that's going to be able to contribute this year, um, and, and if that's the case. I mean, he was supposed to fill a pretty big hole. Well, well there we go. We've, we've got a hole there. And um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I, I, don't, I don't hold out hope for him being a, a, becoming what he was supposed to become. Reaching his full potential, I guess, is the best way to put it. I just don't see it. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the tough thing because, I mean, I mentioned obviously it's tough to, to let go of those guys that, I mean, you draft him in the first three rounds. I mean, this is a guy that's a first-round pick, yeah. right, just last year. Yeah. And, and and so to let him go would be tough, but sometimes you have to make those really tough decisions. Uh, and, yeah, maybe somebody would have picked him up. I, I guarantee somebody would have picked him up. Yeah. But maybe it's one of those things where you just let that team take that risk. It's maybe – because losing that roster spot, you know, is there somebody else that could have been better utilized? Yeah. Uh, are you going to end up putting him on the pup list again? And and that's just tough. Or are you going to have to put him on injured reserve for a period of time? He just has not been healthy. And I don't, I don't even know what role he's going to be able to play, even if he is healthy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think of, of all the areas on our team, the area of the most concern for me is – that secondary because you know we've got a couple key players there who are injury I mean they're historically injury prone I mean, it's not a not you know I'm not making stuff up it's not personal I mean it's just <laughs> been their their mo they just have not um just not been healthy and and we got to play like we said it months ago when we made this jump to the 17 game season the reality is we're playing one more game that matters before we get to the playoffs. So we're not looking to play a 16-game season. I mean, this the hope is this is a 20-game season, right? Um, you know, that's what we're looking for. So if we got guys that are made of glass, that's not good for us um, in, in our quest here for the ring. You know? Yeah, and that's, that's a challenge. And I know... You know, people are like, well, why are you making that suggestion on the 53-man roster, right? Hey, you got a little room. And, yes, you do have some room to maneuver, but it's also a question of, hey, how are these guys going to look as yeah. as you're looking at the depth chart? You know, he's our backup strong safety at the moment. Yeah. That's that's a tough that's a tough play. And, and I guess, too, it, it you know, 
obviously we set our 53-man roster. It needed to be set. But that being said, every team in the league set their 53-man roster. So maybe that's something where Andrew kind of you got to you got to look and see what what's out there, what gets cut, what's what's available. See what you can do um, before you just go ahead and pull the plug on a guy like that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think probably the the most surprising thing because it, to me it's not just looking at that 53-man roster that the Browns posted; it's also looking at that depth chart. Yeah, I think one of the things that that surprised me the most based on preseason performance was you know jok is is third on the depth chart at, at yeah. <laughs> on the weak side linebacker yeah. um but that might you know, uh, that might be something that's being done yeah psychologically within the uh you know the locker. yeah because I, I i just don't necessarily see that i i based on performance i think that needs to change maybe not he doesn't necessarily need to be a starter, but yeah. uh, I can't see him being third on the depth chart. And even if, you know, depending on the system that you're going to run, I mean, the, you know, they got a 4-3 in here, and really we're going to be running, I mean, almost everybody runs nickel as their base now, so yeah. I don't even know why they, they institute the 4-3 as the base. You're running nickel probably 60% of the time just because of the way offenses are set up nowadays. So, you know, that could change based on what those needs would be. But it, it is an interesting kind of thing to just see his name that far down yeah. um, the list. What I am excited about, I, I was excited to see Andrew Billings, right, come up. And apparently, you know, after, you know, not being available, just to, hey, be yeah. amongst those starters. Um, yeah, no, well. it's a lot, lot of, lot of great, lot of great stories. And, and you know, like I said, other than uh, Cadero. You know, that's the one guy that kind of it hurt a little bit to cut him. You know, obviously he's been someone who has like busted his ass, and I mean, you know, you, you just hope nothing but the best for him. But he's a guy that hopefully we're going to sign him back. Um, you, you know, but uh, you know, maybe that's not an option because I think other teams probably they've they saw the same film we saw, and um, you know. And if that's the case, that's great, man. Uh, I mean, it'd be great for him to get a chance with somebody. He deserves a chance with somebody. Hopefully, he stays here. But uh, definitely, that was the one cut where I was, you know, kind of shaking my head a little bit. I'm like, man, just, you know. Well, and that's the tough thing. I think if somebody does pick him up, it's going to have to be a roster spot, right? Whereas before, maybe you jump for a practice squad spot when yeah. there's a limited number of guys. I mean, with a 16-person practice squad, if another team is just going to put you on a 16-person practice squad, you're just going to stay where the team that you know the playbook, yeah. I think. And just, I mean, that's going to sound weird, right? You hope somebody gets injured, right? But <laughs> if you're a practice squad guy, right, you're looking for you. You're not looking for anybody else. You're not going to say that out loud. But well, uh, and I don't want to be a jerk, and, and I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm anti-Odell. But, I mean, Odell is a guy. If we're to look on that flip side, Odell's the delpit of the uh, – the offense, right? I mean, he's somebody that, uh, you know, he, you know, he looks healthy, and he made a big deal because he made an amazing catch in warmups the other day. But uh, the reality is, I mean, he's gone a whole season, uh, almost a whole year without physical contact, and, and you know, he's certainly not what he was to begin with. So I, I just, I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's your favorite, we'll right? Is the, the sweet practice catches? That's what you look for. That's what. Oh. You, that's how you know a guy's great, right? I just. The fact that people practice one-hand catches is just idiotic to me. I mean, I, I don't get that. It, it, it's, ah. 
You practice technique. You practice proper technique. You do, but I think you, you practice that for the moments where you need it. It should not be a exclusive exclusive part of your practice or a primary part of your practice. But I believe it it should be part of your practice because there will be moments where you do want to or you're going to have to try to catch it one-handed. Yeah. So having reps doing that, I think, is beneficial. But it's it's kind of like, you know, your fadeaway when you're practicing jumpers is, is not your yeah. go-to shot, right? But it is something that you practice because in certain instances you may need it, yeah. so you want to have your body in tune to what that feels like. So I, I, I don't mind it, but I, I know uh, that is something that, yeah. Yeah, well, I just remember Dino, uh, you know, I worked for Dino Lucarella. He would talk about how, um, you, you know, coaches couldn't stand Dante Lavelle because... You know, he was someone that obviously everybody looked up to, but he said every kid, you know, in town was trying to jump up in the air and catch the ball with one hand so that he could be like glue fingers. Because all of his pictures, that's kind of his, that was his kind of deal. He'd be jumping up in the air, legs spread out, almost like an Air Jordan type if you look at it. But he was one-handed catches, so every kid in town wanted to be glue fingers and, you know, just just wasn't happening. But I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Just my thoughts. All right. Doesn't mean it's true. Well, there's our thoughts on, let's say we say, the Browns' 53-man roster. Next time we talk to you, we'll be talking about the Browns' first regular season game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, making some predictions. And these predictions, these will be the big money predictions. These are gold. Take it to the bank. Yeah. All predictions wrong or your money back. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, you, you threw me for a loop there. Yeah, there we go. Which is not hard to do. There we go. So. so that's all we have for you, Browns backers. We'll talk to you next week. Jump check. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.